Pardon my stupidity, but I'm Patrick Kane, and after 33 days since my last broadcast of this show, I'm finally back. I didn't mean to take so much time off, but, you know, had some family matters that I had to deal with, and plus I was trying to upgrade my whole studio system, which I you can see here that things are getting a little bit better. It's not a uh, little tiny little laptop setup anymore, which is better than hopefully anything else. Hopefully that makes things go a little bit smoother on transitions and everything like that, right? Fancy? Anyway, who knows? Let's give it a shot and let's start the show. All right, so welcome to PMS, ladies and gents. It's Friday, August 12th, and it would appear that the heat wave finally ended, which is much needed relief in the middle of August. Uh, on today's episode, we're changing the script a little bit and focusing less on sports and more on the TMZ side of things, on stories of celebrity gossip and current events. Uh, so this week's sports is going to take a little bit of a backseat uh, for this evening. So strap in for some stories about the Kardashians and their babies and breakups. Uh, Will Smith finally apologizes to Chris Rock. Uh, how much would you actually pay for Prince Harry's underwear? Um, and then obviously the status of Van Hache's issues. But with all that said, and part of the reason that I am doing things this way this week is because I am joined by my dear friend and sister from another mister. That would be Casey Boucher. Welcome to the show. Welcome to PMS. How you doing? Good. How are you? I am doing well. Uh, obviously, for the, <laughs> those tuning in, and Casey can't see us. She, like, for whatever reason... See anything. Yeah, for whatever reason, I, I don't know where the issue is. I don't know what my problem is on why she can't see us. So, obviously, that's why she looks so tiny in in her window but we're gonna make do we're gonna have a good conversation we're gonna bounce back and forth on all these different topics we're gonna have a good night and we're gonna give it our best so what do you think case yeah i'm ready all right so with that being said uh let's gear up and obviously the the talking point as as of within the last what do you say like an hour or so give or take uh and that would be let me get this going so uh, and that would be Emmy award-winning actress Anne Heche passed away. She was 53, and the family's uh, representative confirmed to People magazine that while Heche is legally dead according to California law, her heart is still beating, and she is not take she was not taken off of life support uh, in order to allow One Legacy Foundation enough time to find. Uh, recipients who will be a match for her organs. Uh, this news comes a week after she crashed her car into a house in Mar Vista neighborhood of L.A. Uh, when she was leaving, excuse me, when she left the home and she destroyed uh, said home, um, she was left in critical condition. However, she never regained consciousness. And on Thursday, her rep shared that the prognosis was dire, quote, unfortunately due to her accident and suffered a severe agnox anoxic brain injury and remains in a coma in critical condition. Uh, the rep told People magazine in a statement on behalf of Haitia's family, uh, quote, she is not expected to survive. It has long been her choice to donate her organs. Uh, so she was being kept uh, on life support to determine if uh, any of her organs are viable. 
The statement also expressed gratitude for the outpouring of support for for the care of and shown to Haitian and her family in the aftermath of the devastating crash that occurred on August 5th. Uh, her her uh, career spanned decades, including memorable roles on TV, film, and stage. She rose to fame in the late 80s and 90s with her roles on in soap opera um, Another World, uh, films like Volcano, Wag the Dog, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Six Days, Seven Nights, and the remake of Psycho. She is also known for a role in the 2004 film uh, Gracie's Choice, which she received a Primetime Emmy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actress. And the ABC romantic comedy series Men in Trees, which aired from 06 to 08. Now, that being said, Casey, where do you stand on the loss of Anne Heche? Uh, it's a tragedy. It's very sad. She was way too young. Um, did you see pictures of her car, though? I, I did. Am sure she did not die on impact. Yeah, so I, I saw the pictures of the car. I saw I saw also, like, I guess they had drone footage or drone pictures yeah. that they were showing when she was being escorted, you know, via stretcher to the ambulance. Um, yeah, it's very sad. Uh it- it's a tragedy. She was under the influence, like, I think you just said that, but, um, so it's kind of like, oh, it was a tragedy that didn't have to happen. Sadly, she must have had issues. Leaving Ellen 20 years ago must have did something to her. Um, it's a shame. So, you know, I feel bad for them. Yeah, I mean, like it's. I I know she she's got what two kids, right? Two boys. It's um a boy twenty and another boy thirteen. Yeah, and and that's it's a shame because they're very young and, I, look, at the end of the day, I I've already like had these preconceived notions on how this is going to play out through the media, through. Oh, yeah fandom through celebrity fan bases you know like i'm I'm actually kind of eager to hear what ellen has to say after ellen went through all her scrutiny the last few years of, and she had to cancel her show and lose her all this stuff because she was such a horrible person or whatever the no, case may be she released something yesterday saying obviously she doesn't want to see like her die or anything she wishes her the best but now that this has broken today i wonder what she'll say I'm sure she's sad, you know, they were together for, I don't even know how long, a couple of years. Right. Uh, Yeah. I just think, I just think that, uh, knowing how the world works these days and everything like that, you have, you have this, this idea of, oh, you know, like, obviously it's a tragedy and nobody's taking anything away from that, that it's a tragedy. It's just more along the lines of you don't want to put her on a pedestal, which is what I think is going to end up happening. And my friend said that to me today. She was like, watch everyone put her on a pedestal. Um, because someone dies and they're like, that's the greatest person ever. And, um, yeah. So, you know, it's going to happen, uh, without a doubt. Right. And, and I'll, I'll leave you with this, uh, regardless of who, you know, whether whether you're on the fence of, oh, this is so sad and she was such a great person and she did all this and she did all that, whether you're on that side of things or if you're on the other side, it's like, you know, where I kind of am leaning towards. It's like, this is, this is very sad. It sucks. But that being said, 
it's not, like it's a tragedy. It's it's it sucks that she was cut from this world so short. But it's like you did this yourself. You you you, exactly. you got drunk. You got high. You knew what you were doing. You got behind the wheel. You almost ran over a pedestrian. You crashed into somebody's home, destroyed their home. The person minor injuries, but she still injured someone who's sitting in their home. Um. So yeah. Right, and and my other thing is, I feel like this is going to come full circle around Oscar season when they do the in memoriam because this past Oscar season they left out uh um didn't they leave out Bob Saget Bob Saget I kept thinking like Danny Tanner I'm like what's his real name but yes they left out Bob Saget which that was more of a tragedy this is just you know unfortunate events after unfortunate events so I think I think this is going to get brought back up into light when moving forward when we get closer to Oscar season Oh, absolutely. All right. Let's shift gears here. Let's go to our next one. Let's see if uh, all of my uh, things are going to work for me. I think they are. So our next topic, the status of Britney Spears and why her fans are freaking out. Oh, my God. (laughs) Have you heard all this? Have you looked into it? So, yeah. So I keep getting like, so there's a few things going on. Um, I didn't. I don't know if there's one specific thing you wanted to talk about. Well, what I was going to say is uh, the F- Spears' fans are worried that uh, the pop singer shared a cryptic picture of a red square on her Instagram. Um, and obviously her Instagram account is typically filled with pictures of herself and her everyday life, including right. m- more recently all the way through the um, conservatorship being completely nude and like holding her chest or, you know, provocative placement of things uh and this isn't the first time that she has shared just a red square or anything like that and i did a deep dive into this where her fans were talking about something that she had said a long time ago because like she didn't put a caption with this thing and it's on the on that social media platform so apparently in the past when they talk about you know uh reach out if you need help if you, like if you're feeling depressed or if you're feeling sad or or threatened or anything like that apparently in the past she has thrown out there you know just just put red into the world whether you just say the word red you post a picture of something red or whatever and looking on her uh I say social media but on her Instagram uh aside from just these two squares that she had shared like a week or so apart there's also a picture of her in a red dress there's a picture of her on a boat with a plate full of strawberries and like tomatoes or something. So there's like a whole lot of red in these pictures. And that's what a lot of people are jumping into. Yeah, that's so she also posted pictures of her and her husband and then wrote like, Oh, I hope we don't kill each other by the end of the year. So a lot of fans are like, Oh, are they having trouble now? Um, They just got married in June. So I wonder if it's something to do with that. I also am stealing a theory from one of my friends. She thinks that Brittany is not posting any of this stuff on social media, that her husband has control of all of this. So basically what you're saying is based off of this uh, conspiracy theory is you're believing, not that you believe, but you're following up with what your friend had said, is that possibly, even though the dad's not in charge of the conservatorship, Somebody's still running the pulling the strings and in charge somehow. Yes, I think something shady with her husband. Um, I definitely think he's controlling her in a way. I was all about the free Britney movement. Now, 
watching her social media, I'm kind of like, oh, lock Britney back up. But I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's really going on behind closed doors. So it's a shame. I, I think she and I think she's stuck. Well, I would, I would agree. And I, you know, obviously you and Danielle have had these conversations and I've jumped, I've jumped in from here and there and chimed in with my opinions. It's like, you know, you guys are like so gung ho about, Hey, that's Brittany. Like, you know, we got to free her. We got to do this. And then instantly she just went right off the rails with everything. And I don't really, uh, I really don't understand what's going on with her. And that's, and that's a shame. It really is. It is. It is a shame. I, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll leave it at that, and we'll see how things progress with Brittany yeah. in time. Exactly. And uh, our next topic on the, pardon my stupidity, and this is where it's going to get real stupid for me real quick, and that is the Kardashians have been a household name since the early 2000s when E decided that we all needed to keep up with this family. And I can assure you and everybody listening or watching, I've never watched an episode because I have no desire, nor do I give a shit about this family. That being said, I did read a lot and I know a handful of things about the Pete and Kim Kardashian relationship over the last few months because, I mean, obviously, who hasn't? Um, But obviously, you had Kanye West because he helped kind of make things a little bit more well-known because of his recent split, even though I say recent, but I don't even know how long they've been alienated. Uh, I know they're going through a divorce. Are they actually divorced? I think they are officially divorced. She did okay. change back to Kardashian. Okay. Um, but again, that being said, earlier this week, Pete and Kim have decided to break up and go their separate ways. And they cited that their their busy uh, lifestyles, their busy schedules have just become too difficult to make things work for themselves. Um, now, obviously, I'm going to turn it over to you in a second. But I have a theory in this ma- in this matter, and that is I call bullshit. I think it how, – how, how have you been together for like what, nine, ten months or whatever they were? And now he just started showing up on the Kardashian TV show, I was told. And now you just break up. But this entire relationship has been Kanye's threatening Skeet. And I'm going to kill Skeet. I'm going to bury Skeet. I'm So my thing is, is this just a dog and pony show saying we're just pretending like uh, we're just going to pretend like uh, we're broken up. Nobody's going to know. We'll just see each other on the side. I didn't even think about that. For me, when they first got together, I'm like, this is not going to last. It's not. I mean, Kim has gone through so many marriages and relationships. He's a lot younger than her. And not that age matters, but I feel like it does matter when the female is older and the guy's still in his 20s and still has some growing up to do. And she has a family and kids and she literally said on the new Hulu Kardashian show, she just wanted Pete's number because she was DTF. So for me, I was never convinced this was going to last. I think it's weird. They, uh, he got tattoos of her name on him. Um, I wonder what he's going to do with that tattoo. But I, I knew the, them breaking up wasn't a shocker to me. Okay. I mean... I 
I have no stake in the matter, so I don't really care. I just, again, I think I think it's kind of shady because how how are you going to sit there and say that your lives are so busy and that you, you just can't make time for each other? Pete Davidson literally just quit SNL. This was his last season, so and I'm not, and I like Pete Davidson. I think he's a good stand-up comedian. I think he's very comical. Uh, but that being said, what what else do you have going on? You like, <laughs> like I'm not trying to put the guy down, but like, what else do you have going on in the world? Like, are you in movies? Are you doing? So I don't really know, but I'm I, I stand by this. This isn't quite over. I mean, well, I, again, Maybe. go ahead. I, I think they're done. Okay. Uh, I did hear, uh, talking to uh, a friend of ours, Rich had suggested that there's that there's actual bets on uh, who she dates next. Ooh. And oh. I already forget. So, Rich, if you're watching or listening, please comment, and we'll get back to it at the end of the show. But he was talking about, I want to say, uh, uh, what do you say, Corkmans? I forget. He was talking about somebody, and there's like odds on actually who um, the next basketball boyfriend's going to be. So, I'm very intrigued. I'm glad you're intrigued. I, that's what we're here to do. We're here to intrigue everyone. Uh, but we'll stick with the Kardashians and we'll uh, switch to a different Kardashian. And yeah. and there's where we have the weird toxic relationship that is Chloe and Tristan Thompson. Who, if I'm not mistaken, they just had another baby together uh, via surrogate, even after they were battling like a pu very public infidelity issue with on his side. Um, so he's been caught cheating twice prior to this last time. So this is the third time um, he's been caught. So I would say it's very toxic then. Oh yeah, I mean she's I love Chloe. She's my favorite of the Kardashians, but. I mean, like Rachel Green's mom says on Friends, once a cheater, always a cheater. So, I, I wish you watched that episode. Maybe she would have learned. <laughs> so the Chicago Bulls basketball player, he posted on it real quick. He posted on his Instagram post after it was revealed that his uh, ex-girlfriend, Chloe, obviously, would have sole custody of their newborn son. He posted a picture of himself on Instagram on the 11th, I believe, which would have been yesterday. Uh, he captured the post, quote, I never switch sides. I never switch lanes. I got wiser and realized we aren't all built the same. Hashtag don't try me, end quote. Oh, oh, oh damn. Uh, and then obviously this post comes uh, directly after uh, an insider told Hollywood Life that Chloe would have full custody of their son. Uh, Chloe and Tristan have agreed that Chloe will have sole, sole and legal and physical custody of their baby uh, full time. However, Tristan is excited to have and welcomed a new son uh, because he really wanted to have another boy, even though Chloe will have full custody of the baby. She's more than happy for Tristan to be present in their child's life as much as he wants and yada, yada, yada. Uh, just so you're aware, I hope you I hope you appreciate the amount of uh, research that I did on these topics for you. I'm very very impressed. Yes. So so the question becomes, uh, you say he cheated on he cheated twice. Then why why'd she stay with him? Like what? Like she was the one that was with Lamar Odom, right? Yeah. And that dude was a a fucking train wreck. Like he was. 
He was doing drugs. He he fucking disappeared for like what, like a week, two weeks or something. Didn't he like basically legally die and then they, he came back? Yeah, he was in like a coma for a week or something. Yeah, that that's what it was. I, I mean, again, I don't keep up with the Kardashians, but there are certain <laughs> things that get played out in public media, television, social media, and it's just you can't not see it. Yeah, you can't miss it. I honestly think Chloe was trying to make it work. A sibling for her daughter. Okay. And got that. And now it's just kind of like, good goodbye. She has her two kids and moving on. Okay. And now, real quick, before we change gears, because I had this set up, even though you can't see the screen, um, the, the, the caption says, like, fill in the blank. Chloe and Tristan are. Chloe and Tristan are a mess. A mess. Okay. Uh, based off of the amount of research that I had to do tonight or this afternoon to get ready for this show, I would say Chloe and Tristan are deserving of each other. That, like, it's it's one of those situations where you're just terrible people. Do you really want to unleash the havoc onto innocent bystanders elsewhere? <laughs> but then again, I don't care about the uh, Kardashians. I don't care about any of this crap. I just know that this is the topics that you wanted to go with, so that's what we went with. Thanks. Absolutely. That's what I'm here for. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. We'll shift gears once again. We'll keep on moving on. Let's get the uh, countdown ready and moving on. So, uh, the trial of the century took place a few months ago, and everyone was glued to their TVs. I know you were, Case. Uh, TVs, TikToks, whatever social media site that had the latest news on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Um, and obviously I bring it up because well after that was said and done, uh, even though they were both basically pointed out at they're both deemed at fault, Amber Heard, Amber Heard took the majority of the brunt of all issues. Uh, whether it be media scrutiny, financially she was destroyed, uh, people turning against her, her career basically in the toilet. Um, however, but through all of this, it just seems that some companies and endorsements are making their way back to Team Johnny, as it was recently reported this week that Johnny Depp has now signed a seven-figure deal to be to go back to Dior and be their spokesperson again. So, fun fact, when I was reading, Dior never dropped him during all of this. Oh, really? And, like, advertise him. Okay. So, they, he was always, like, a part of their team. Right. On contract, but they never did commercials or had him represent them in any ways. Okay, so, so then what was the situation with him at, to begin with? Well, they dropped him because of the first, when Amber Heard came out with that post-op. I mean, they didn't drop him. They just stopped playing his commercials and stuff. And now, I guess he probably wasn't getting money or anything. Now, their representative went to one of his concerts, hung out with them, and signed a big deal with them. Okay. So now they'll have all those sexy commercials of them. Again on TV, which all the women love. So oh yeah, so sexy. You're sexy commercials. Are you kidding me? The dude's out in the desert digging in dirt to bury his necklaces and 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 his bracelets. 
Like, <laughs> what's sexy about it? And then, he, and then out of nowhere, he's like, oh, here's a guitar. Let me just play some riffs for a little bit. Don't get me wrong. I like Johnny Depp, but those commercials were weird. I mean, so, like, and and it's not even against just Johnny Depp. Like, think about the ones where Dior did with... Um, um, Natalie, uh, was it Natalie? Natalie Portman? Was it her? I know, I know they, they used to have, um, uh, 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 Charlize Theron and that was weird. She was like walking down the runway and then like start stripping off like her top, but like she was wearing more of a dress and then she was like dangling on like a Cirque du Soleil, like curtain rod or something. It was very weird. They do weird commercials. Like jumping into like, uh helicopter or something they do make weird commercials but it gets our attention well i mean it get look maybe it gets your attention because you think they're sexy commercials uh <laughs> at no point am i sitting here going oh you know what that was a really wow like thank you johnny depp for sponsoring this because now i need to go out and be like you know what i want to try the way that smells I mean, maybe maybe that gets women to go like, oh, maybe I'll buy that for my man. I don't know. But mm-hmm. at no point does that strike a chord with me saying, hey, you know what? This is what I should do. I don't know. Eh. Mm. Whatever. We we move on. Um, so obviously, I know I said we would steer clear of sports this week. I know that I said that uh, it would take a backseat. And I think so, so far, I mean, we've gone on long enough that we uh, have – Talk about sports. I like sports. Well, no, I know. But, like, you know, we were were sticking with celebrity gossip and the TMZ lifestyle and everything like that. So bear with me because I actually do have some quotes here. Hopefully this goes in line with your notes that you made for tonight. So that being said, uh, moving forward, obviously we're going to talk about Serena Williams. Uh, So Serena Williams, uh, she expects to retire after the U.S. Open, which uh, played – and she just recently played this, I think, on Wednesday, which was most likely her last match uh, in Canada. Uh, it ended with the loss, and of course, tears were had, and you know, praise, and all this other stuff. Uh, she launched her pro career in 1995 at the Bell Challenge, a now defunct tournament in Quebec City, making that the. Deb- and when she made her debut, she was 14 years old, uh, in part to avoid becoming subject to age restrictions that the women's tour was soon to impose. Uh, she has gone on to become one of the greatest women's player uh, of the 21st century to join a very short list of the most successful players of all time alongside Martina Naratovalova, Steffi Graf, uh, Margaret Court, etc. Williams has also won 23 Grand Slam single titles, which I don't really know what that is because I don't follow tennis. Um, uh, one short of Court's record and has won 50 other tour single titles, including three at the Canadian Open in 01, 11 and 13. Uh, she announced her impending retirement in a uh, first-person poignant essay in Vogue that was published this past Tuesday. So uh, I do have the quote. I don't want to keep rambling. I want to get your opinion because uh, I know in your heyday, you were known as the 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 spry, up-and-coming Serena of Jenkintown. <laughs> of course. I played a solid three years. Hey, that's more than I ever watched. Yeah, I know. I I legit know nothing about tennis. I don't know the rules. All I know is anytime I watch a tennis match, I'm listening for the. 
<laughs> it's a great game, and she worked hard. And did you watch the movie King Richard? No, I uh, I know, and we will get to uh, Will Smith a little later. But yes, uh, I did not see that movie. I do want to watch that. It's just, Three. but you know, you know my life. It's very difficult for me to watch any of the things that I want because I'm surrounded by Blue's Clues, Sesame Street, uh, Lion King. Yeah. yeah, like anything on Disney Plus, and then. Uh, once he yeah. goes to bed, then it's just kind of, all right, <laughs> do I have enough energy in me to start like a two-hour movie at nine o'clock at night? Sometimes yeah. the answer is no. No, yeah. I'll get I, to it. I'll get to it. Um, The U.S. Open, they sold a lot of tickets. Mm-hmm. Like once that article came out, it was just going nuts. So that, like you said about publicity stunt. I wonder if this was one. I don't. I can't see her giving it up yet. I mean, she's forty, but well, did, I don't know. did you did you uh, read her uh, quote in Vogue? No. All right, so I have that. Um, okay. So her quote goes: "Quote, believe me, I never wanted to have to choose between tennis and a family. I don't think that's fair. If I were a guy, I wouldn't be writing this because I'd be out there playing and winning while my wife was doing all the physical labor." labor of expanding our family maybe i'd be more of a tom brady if i had that opportunity she also goes on to say you know i'll be turning 41 this month and something's got to give i have never liked the word retirement it doesn't feel like a modern word to me i've been thinking of this as more of a transition but i want to be sensitive about how i use that word which means something very specific and important to a community of people Maybe the best word to describe what I'm up to is evolution. I'm here to tell you that I'm evolving away from tennis, end quote. Okay. Good. Uh, she's so right, though. If she was a man, she would never have to choose, and she would play until, like, her body just couldn't anymore. But sadly, the women take, you know, the brunt of, you know, building a family. So Well, take, I mean, yeah. It's not sadly. That's just that's just I genetics. I mean, it's a great thing, but they have to put their careers on the side. So, you know, she had a great run. And I know she won, I don't know, the U.S. Open or something when she was two months pregnant with her first child. So, yeah. I mean. Good for her. And I, and I didn't I didn't bring the quote into it because I, I as I was reading up and getting all the information for tonight, uh, one of the things was uh, had something to do with her daughter. And like it was like something that I, I could be paraphrasing and, you know, don't kill me. Anybody watching or listening or whatever. Don't kill me if I'm wrong on this. Uh, I think it I think it was something to do with her daughter was in school and it's like, you know, what do you. Uh, what do you hope to be when you get older? And her daughter, who I think she was born in 17, so that would make her like five now, five or six, depending on when she was born. Uh, she was trying to do the homework project in the back of the car or whatever, and Serena turned down the uh, radio, and she could hear her daughter whisper, uh, what do I want to be when I'm older? I want to be a big sister. Aww. And she and that she went on saying like something like, you know, who am I to take that away from her? It's like, you know, I've created this great life for myself, but now it's time to focus on family. And that's and that's kind of where we are, assuming that this is not a publicity stunt and that it is actually true. And I and I do believe that this is actually true. I think 
Yeah. I mean, maybe she'll maybe she'll pop up here and there, but I highly doubt it's going to be to the uh, extent that she's been playing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's really sweet. Okay, I agree now. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that makes you agree. I'm glad that I'm glad I can help you with that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, next up on our list, we're got we're sticking with some sports. Uh and as you can see on the screen, if you if you're watching, and that would be the mugshot of former NFL running back Marshawn Lynch. Uh, while he was asleep during a traffic stop, he smelled of alcohol, and he told the police he had stolen the car that he was sitting in. When uh, Las Vegas police arrested him on Tuesday, uh, according to the arrest report, uh, the report states that uh, Las Vegas. Metro police came up to the car around 725 in the morning, uh, just north of the Vegas Strip. Officers noted that the car, a Shelby GT500 coupe sports car, was, quote, in an undrivable condition. Per the report, the driver's side front wheel and rim were completely gone and the front passenger rim of the and the tire almost off. Officers followed marks on the road that showed the car had hit the sidewalk near where the car was found with a with the tire located there, officers found a man whom they later identified as Lynch, uh, asleep and in a reclining position in the driver's seat with the driver door wide open. Uh, there's also uh, police body cam footage that you can see Lynch can be, and, and Lynch can be heard saying to the police, what's the problem? And he also followed up by saying, everything's understandable. But he did not get out of the car. After officer's request, the officer whose footage was released said that if Lynch did not get out of his car, he would be charged with obstructing an, uh, an ongoing investigation. Shortly after, another officer pulled him out of the car. He was handcuffed and told that he was indeed under arrest for suspicion of DUI. Lynch's bail was set at $3,381. Casey, after we started off the show with Anne Haish. And her DUI, because even, and, and that was one thing that we didn't even talk about in the beginning, was with Anne Hayes' thing, not only did she she succumb to some severe burns through her body and stuff, but they were treating it like she was going to come back out, and they were talking about charging her with DUI and all this, whereas like the most people were sitting there going, uh, this chick's going to be dead, like I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. I think they were trying to be hopeful, because she, you know, like we said earlier, you know, she did it to herself, just like Lynch, a drinking and driving, a tire off his car, then pulling him out of his car, you know. Did you see did, the video? Did see the video. I I think, I mean, have you seen the mugshot? I haven't seen the mugshot, but I just saw the video. Uh, All right, well, when, when this podcast ends and it's, like, posted live, you should go on to Facebook so that, A... You can see how short you are in this camera. <laughs> and B, you'll see the mugshot because, I mean, I, I do not condone uh, DUIs. I don't condone, condone any of that stuff. Like, it's very serious. That being said, there are some of the best celebrity mugshots in the world. And his is now up there. I will not I will not lie. That is a that is a good mugshot. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, it's a very severe situation. And. And I mean, and obviously we're not diving into all sports, but I mean, earlier this week there was the Frank Gore thing with a like a domestic dispute where he's dragging a naked chick across the ground. So the question becomes like, what is what is going on with some of these athletes? What's going on with not even just athletes, but even like with celebrities, people in them in the 
the top one percenters. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what what is happening? They're above the law. They think they're invincible. They think they can get away with stuff. And they just can't. And also, when you're under the influence of alcohol or whatever, sometimes you just think you're okay. Um, True. That's why they say, like, you know, one drink is one drink too many. Yeah, exactly. Like, you honestly think you can, you know, drive and you'll get home or to your destination safe. And that's not, you know, the truth. That's well-spoken, Case. Well-spoken. If if only we... uh, if only we could make sure everybody, 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 everybody follows that mindset. Uber and Lyft, uh, they'll be your saving grace. Um, you know, ride shares now. I remember back in the day when my brother was like 21 and he would have to call a cab. And sometimes it wouldn't show up and I'd have to pick him up at like 4 a.m. Now it's so convenient. There's no reason Right. And, but, but again, like, and I stand by this, like, and I, maybe this is me being uh, obtuse to the situation. Maybe this is me just refusing to understand, but I just, I, I guess I'm just in that mindset where you see uh, sports, like whether it be athletes or, or celebrities or whatever, that get hit for doing drugs or dealing drugs or do It's like, you guys make enough money. Why, why, where's your entourage? Like, where's your, where's your car service? Why, like, what is happening? Oh my God. If I had that kind of money, I would just have a car sitting outside the V for me to take me anywhere I needed at any time. Absolutely. It's, it's, it it legit is one of those, it, it, it is a mind boggler that I will admit. Yes, definitely. All right. So case we are coming up onto the end of the show here. So now we are up to what I call the late show omissions. This is the time where I'll quickly throw out a few stories that I didn't have time or that we didn't have time to discuss at full length. And we just kind of, you know, bounce around and there there is no timer. We just talk about it and then just move on to the next thing. I think I got like three things that I wanted to throw out there and then we'll move on to see if anybody chimed in that wanted to talk this during our show. And then that's the end and you're on your bit on your way to your regular evening. Deal? Okay. Sounds good. All right. So obviously we started this evening talking about Anne Hage passing away, uh, but that was not the only uh, celebrity that passed away earlier this week. So obviously Olivia Newton-John passed away earlier this week at the age of 73. Obviously she was well known for her role as Sandy in Greece. Um Xanadu, but I know nothing about Xanadu. Uh, she was big into singing, Broadway, all of that. Your yeah. thoughts? Oh, physical. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that song. Yeah, that was like the, it was number one for the longest, like in the 90s, 80s. I don't know what. Yeah. I'm going to say 80s. It was not the yeah. 90s. It is. <laughs> come, come on, Case. You, we both grew up in the 90s. That was not a 90s song. No. Um, fun fact, I do not like the movie Grace, but I love Olivia Newton-John. So rest in peace. Uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna let that slide. Um, I'm oh. sorry you you don't like the movie Grease. I hate. I know. So what? You're a big fan of Grease too? But yeah, I hate Grease. I think when I was like just a young teenager at sleepovers, my friends would just play it over and over again, and it just got on my freaking nerves. 
So yeah, I'm I mean, not I, a... I can understand that. Like it was, it was one of those movies. Like we were growing up in the in the eighties, and well, when you're a teenager, <laughs> I, I I can't help you on that one. But I was gonna say in the in the early nineties and stuff, that was a movie that was always on TV. It felt like once a weekend or at least twice a month. Oh my god, all the time. I think the biggest scam was, uh, you know, looking back, it's like them trying to portray uh, Rizzo as an actual teenager. That bitch was like fifty. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, that's a, yeah. ah, this is like, this is like Lucio Ball's like doppelganger trying to pretend that she's like ten. Get the fuck out of here. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, she passed away, and there's a lot of outcry or outcry, uh, a lot of outpouring from celebrities. I don't have time to go through them all, but obviously, the number one guy that everybody's going to talk about is John Travolta. Uh, I do not have his quote, but there is a big thing about it. So. Uh, sad, sad news, but I, like I said, and I said, th- I said this to you before. Like, that's crazy. Say that again. I'm sorry, Case. A battled breast cancer for over 30 years. Yeah. And, like, and, and cancer sucks. Like, you know, there's, there's nothing you can do about it. It's, it's just, hopefully one day we'll have a cure and we can all just like, look back and like, man, if only we had this, we could have had more time with so-and-so and so-and-so. But. Let's move on. Uh, other topic, which we briefly touched on earlier, was Will Smith finally apologizing for the slap. Um, he went on to, I guess, a streaming site, or he had like a little filming thing. Um, I <laughs> Did you watch that video? Yeah, so I watched it this morning to prepare for this. Yeah. How much? All right. So, so before you give me your your true true take on it, I would love to know. Instant reaction: rehearsed, scripted, or reading from a teleprompter? Reading from a teleprompter, one hundred percent. Doing exactly what I'm doing right now. So what I have, I have a teleprompter in my studio here, so I can just have my little notes and everything, so I can just just run them off. But yeah, that's exactly what it seemed like he was doing was reading from a teleprompter and like where he had those like little pauses or something. Even if it wasn't a teleprompter, if somebody was holding cue cards and they weren't flipping the card fast enough. Exactly. It was just so like, like just word by word by word and not like a flow or like if they wrote something, practice it and remember it. Yeah, if only you were an actor and knew how to memorize lines. I mean, he's just, he must be trying to get a role for, like, some movie or something, and his PR team is making him do this. I don't know. I The first thing that came to mind when I, when I sat and watched it, I thought to myself, seriously, why now? Like, why now? It's been so, like, it's been how many months? Like, three, four months? I'm, the Oscars are in, like, March. Okay, so April, May, June, July. Oh, so four or five months. It's been almost half a year, uh, and now you're bringing it back up. Like, not saying that everybody forgot about it, but it's not in the forefront of everybody's mind. Like, this apology needed to happen the week of or the week after, not 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 five six months later. He did write something apologizing, I think, a few days after, but still, not sincere apology. Yeah, it's it's not sincere. Like it's. All of it just seems too forced. And he's like, oh, I'm here if Chris wants to talk. I did like, and even if it is scripted, if it's teleprompted, whatever you want to call it, I did like that he 
he apologized to Chris's mom, talking about like he hurt Chris Chris Rock's mom. I, I did like that, you know. Which because because honest to God, like you, you, that's one thing that you don't think about whether you're uh, an adult, a young adult, a teenager, whatever. Like if you get into a fist fight, you get into any type of physical altercation with somebody, like. You, all you're focused on is the anger and hatred that you have towards that person, but you're not thinking about the family that he has, he or she has to go back home to. Especially like look at look at their mom face to face, eyes to eye. Exactly. So it is a, I don't know. I just think it's very. Why now? What's the purpose now? And then I also think, in hindsight, I think. Uh, I think he, just like as we stated earlier, Chloe and Tristan are uh, in a toxic relationship. I think he and Jada are the worst thing in the world. I think she is a manipulative little bitch. Absolutely. I, I think she is just pulling strings, and I, I just, I mean, have you ever watched that Red Table Talk? I've never watched an episode. Some uh, like interviews here and there. She just throws it out there and like, yeah, this is what we do. This is how the show is. It's like, bitch, you you created a podcast to explain in front of everybody that you were cheating on your husband and he's just supposed to sit there and take it? Yeah. It's terrible. 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 Oh, I can't stand her. I lost all respect for him. I I just, I can't. I hear you. Nope. Uh, There's a former stripper holding on to black underpants that she claims are Prince Harry uh, that, that he tore off during his infamous Las Vegas strip before they uh, are auctioned off. Uh, she seems to believe that uh, they will be sold around a million dollars. I think she's been, I don't remember exactly when his, uh, his little strip Vegas incident happened, uh, but you got to figure that's been what, at least, Maybe ten years, almost ten years. Yeah, yeah. So you're holding, so you're holding on to black underwear that you claim are his for close to ten years. You're gonna auction them off. So what? Horny girls buy them? Who's like? First off, who's got a million dollars? Second of all, who wants to who wants to purchase his used underwear from ten years ago? What's to say she a didn't wash them, b didn't wear them, c didn't give them to somebody else, or d like this is all icky and gross. Yeah, that's that's disturbing. I love the royal family, and I like I don't like him as much now that he's married to Meghan Markle. But even prior to that, right? I I would ever pay like twenty bucks for a pair of underwear of his. No way. Okay. I mean that's fair. I've got no arguments here. I I get it. So with that case, that concludes the show. Oh, as you can tell, it is now just shy after eight o'clock. Wow. See well, how f- thanks for having me. See how fast that rolls. And, and I have to commend you, Case. You did this all without being able to see a goddamn thing. Without a thing. Just a green screen. <laughs> well, hopefully next time I have you on, next time we, we try and do something like this, uh, We'll do your own little dirt sheet of all the celebrity gossips and all the things that are interesting in the world. Uh, hopefully, I can figure out why things are not so great. Yeah. Uh, okay. Normally, this is the time I do final thoughts, but according to uh, my comment list in the in the chat here, 
the only thing I have is from your roommate, Paul, asking if Harry's underwear was autographed. And also shouting out, yo, Casey. <laughs> hey, Paul. So, unfortunately, we don't have any. I don't know why you didn't hype this up more to your friends to get your friends more involved. Like, what the hell? I didn't. No, a few of them knew. And Patty, you should have been commenting. So disappointed in her. No comments. Just just the two that I see. I, I mean, oh, wait. Oh, hold on. Oh, wait. Oh, 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 oh. Let's refresh this. There might be some more. Mm, two new comments. But no, it just says oh. it's this. So maybe my computer's not working the way I need it to. Maybe there are some more extra comments that I'm not seeing. So maybe they did comment. I don't know. But uh, but again, Case, I appreciate you being on this week. Sure. It's, it's the best. Uh, go enjoy your night. Uh, obviously, you can't watch the Phillies because you don't have Apple Plus TV. I have Apple TV. Oh, well, then go enjoy the Phillies. Or, you know, right now it's 8 o'clock, so you can watch Eagles preseason. Yeah. So I wish you the best. Enjoy your night. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Bye. All right. Thanks, Case. So... That's the show. It was delightful having Casey on. It was it's actually kind of nice having somebody that I could bounce ideas off and everything like that. Obviously, I'd like to have more sports talk or more things that I'm inclined to, not so much the Kardashians, but I digress. It is what it is. So anyway, I'm out of time. Uh, that's all I got for this week. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, hopefully, next time I'm on the show will be even better. Uh, make sure you follow PMS on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Hit the subscribe button to stay alert to all of my videos. Uh, so that way you can find out when the show is. And uh, also subscribe to iTunes. And of course, as always, iHeartRadio. Just open up your smart device and say, play Pardon My Stupidity on iHeartRadio. So I'll see you clowns next time. Enjoy the rest of your Friday night. And that's all I got. Have a good night. <laughs>